My name is William Corliss and this is the Workplace Podcast. Brought to you in association with Yellowwood, providers of executive coaching, corporate training and facilitation. Your external learning and development partner. Each week we focus on a different aspect of the workplace. We hear from guest speakers who will be subject matter experts, who I believe are incredibly talented at what they do. These experts will give you a different perspective and insight to work life, with the aim of empowering you to take a different path to success in all aspects of work life. These perspectives will include career and personal success, leadership, high performance teams, and creating a better work life culture in your organization. Yellowwood, take a different path to success with your career, team, and organization. Welcome to the Workplace Podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Dumi Magadlela. He is a behavioral scientist, a certified international executive coach, and a leadership development facilitator based in Johannesburg, South Africa. He's a member of the International Coaching Federation, as am I. He is an accredited senior practitioner team coach with the European Mentoring and Coaching Council. He currently serves as a trustee of the Global Board of the International Coaching Federation. Dumi uses integral perspectives, gestalt and Ubuntu principles and practices and emotional intelligence. Dumi also serves as senior faculty at the Integral Africa Coaching Center. He teaches a module on African coaching context with Ubuntu intelligence. He's part-time faculty of the University of Stellenbosch Business School, where he delivers a module on African team coaching perspectives. Um, and there's so many more things that you're pioneering, which is uh, the list goes on and on. You're also um, an author as well, you know, and you have many um, nonprofit initiatives. So, Dumi, welcome to the Workplace Podcast. Thank you, William. Thank you very much for having me and welcome to Ubuntu, which I'm going to introduce us to today. So, thank you very much for having me and thank you to uh, your listeners and our listeners and our network for connecting because that's what it's about. Thank you, William. Yeah, and it's great to, to have you on the podcast. I was fascinated when Colin Murphy from, uh, he's the director um, of the executive coaching in the Smurfit Business School, and he suggested that we connect. Um, and he knows why, how I'm curious. And uh, we were sharing uh, my insights about South Africa. We might talk about that later on. And one of the fascinating things I think about, about South African culture is this this idea or philosophy of Ubuntu. Could you tell me more about that, Dumi? Yeah, and this is, uh, it's called Ubuntu, which U-B-U-N-T-U, Ubuntu. That is in the Isizulu language, which is the most uh, widely spoken, most commonly spoken language in Southern Africa in terms of numbers. So it's called Isizulu, that's the name of the language. And we call it the Zulu people. They speak this language, but other people that are non-Zulu, that are not Zulu people, also speak the language. So in Isizulu, which is the name of the language, we say Ubuntu. And in Sisutu or the Sutu languages and the Tswana language across Southern Africa, it's called Butu, which is B-O-T-H-O. So Ubuntu, uh, William means 
I am because you are. In other words, I cannot be fully human or fully me and realize my full potential if I do not recognize, enable, empower you or another being to realize their full potential. In other words, my full humanity comes into its own in connection with you and in enabling, in creating an enabling environment for you also to become fully who you are. So Ubuntu is really about recognition of our common humanity and our humaneness, which is inextricably interconnected. In other words, we cannot separate ourselves from each other. What the world knows now, what, what we believe is our differences, most of the time are superficial differences, such as our skin wrapping that we come in. That's all it is, wrapping. And our humanity is shared. So in other words, we are so interconnected that we, if we look really closely, we find that we are all human. We're all humane like that. But we've, we've been programmed in conditions of so long to separate, to differentiate, and we, we, we leave those differences. And, and that's the true definition of being brainwashed and programmed and conditioned to separate ourselves from each other, the inferiority-superiority dichotomy, which is really false. It's like saying, it's holiday season now, so you see a, a, a gift wrapping in red with the golden ribbon, and you prefer the wrapping and not the gift inside. That's what separating yourself from another based on external appearance is about. And what Ubuntu says is, uh, value what's within and what, what you see in, outside. That's what it's about. Ubuntu is about that. And what it says, William, is that we must live our lives in that way. This is not about charity. This is about respect. This is about collective accountability. Ubuntu is not the haki, haki, kumbaya, hug someone. And it's not that. Ubuntu mm. is it's very strongly uh, collective accountability and respect for everyone and not some structures and hierarchies that uh, society or people normally create and, and, and protect over time. Ubuntu says, um, I, I see you. When we greet in my language, in Isizulu, we say, Saubona, which means I see you. I see you as you are. And Saubona is spelled as an S-A-W-U-B-O-N-A. Saubona. And what that means in Nisizulu is I see you. It literally means I see you, which means that I see you and all that you represent. I don't just see you, the individual representation of your, your being, your physical body. I see you and all that you are as a spirit being, as a soul, as, as an interconnected fellow being. Ubuntu recognizes the humanity in the other. And the best part of it, William, is that when I see you, I see myself in you. And, yeah. and then it gets, it gets better as a coach, as both of us as coaches, 
is that when you work with that uh, perspective, you know the value of the other person even before they show it to you. So you start from positive due regard right up front with Ubuntu right there. I was just about to say that to me is that unconditional positive regard that it's there. And, you know, I'm very fascinated by this philosophy because where we're at right now at the moment is that we have gone from, you know, a centralized system to decentralized, where it's a dispersed network. And now what we're focusing on now is really recognizing people because people feel isolated. Um, and it's really yeah. co- connecting with people. So, so tell me more about this. I'm I'm fascinated to know more about um, this way of, of being as a, as a leadership and a way of being as a person. It, it gets interesting, William. When, when you look at it, it's that. Uh, and uh, it's, that's why it's linked to Integral. And that's why I work with uh, Dr. Paddy Pambalis at the Integral Africa Coaching Center in Cape Town. And it works, it, this organization works across Africa and now more globally. And... It's it's a it's a powerful uh, one of the leading coaching schools on the continent, uh, teaching uh, coaching differently because mm. you've got to understand you and you and I know this that coaching is inherently contextual. Yeah, and what what coaching is done what and and, and the exposure to the profession and way it is and the frontiers for coaching, being working with the international coaching. Uh, Foundation, uh, International Coaching Federation's foundation, ICA Foundation, on the on the as a trustee on the board, is that you get to see the frontiers of the profession globally where it is at. So uh, we know that uh, Africa and uh, the Southeast Asia and Latin America are the next frontiers for the profession of coaching, and we know that team coaching is the yeah. one thing. That's coming. Uh, that that's here already. Anyway, with the uh, the Com uh, and I and others are on the faculty of the Global Team Coaching Institute with under W Bax, and and part of that is to bring these uh, uh, these lenses, these eyes of looking at the world into onto the global stage, so that coaching is not just let's call it for lack of a better term Western or Anglo-Saxon, that yes. it's informed by all perspectives from different parts of the world. And Ubuntu is one of those. Because Ubuntu, and the concept I've written about extensively and uh, teach on, Ubuntu intelligence, similar to cultural intelligence or, or Daniel Goleman's social intelligence. Yes. It's similar to that, but it's, it's, it's more nuanced. It's, it's deeper in that it, it, it behoves us, it calls on us to see the interconnections that bring us together as humanity, as human beings. Mm. So just to bring it home a little bit on that, is that think about how, if you're in the, I've been in the the London uh, underground and you look around in the train and everybody is on their own, it's closed up. and, And think about others in other parts. If I'm in a village in in, in, in South Africa somewhere, in a rural, remote area, open, and I meet someone, there is no way I would pass that person without saying hello and possibly yeah. spending uh, five, 10 minutes, maybe an hour chatting to that person. Yeah. Easily, with, never met before. Mm. And those ways of connecting are different. Different context, yeah. 
understanding that. Mm. So if you are in the underground, it's different. I mean, I spent a lot of time in the Netherlands uh, where I, I did my PhD. And looking at that, the, the ways people live in, in, in different contexts, you've got to understand why they do that, how they do that. I started uh, social anthropology, cultural anthropology, and, it, and I understand. And my grandfather taught me, everyone you meet mm. is a potential friend that you haven't yet encountered. And what yeah. you won't do is, is exactly that. And as a coach with rapport, I start the rapport building with those lenses of looking at another as a fellow human. And my travels around the world have taught me that that is one of the best ways to engage with fellow humans as a non-judgmental starting point for human connection. Yeah, I think you cover some great uh, points. Um, so I worked in Africa several times um, and I think when you talk about context and cultural context and the nuances, sometimes when I was doing leadership development courses, I didn't fully appreciate the nuances that were there. I'll get back to that in a, in a second. Um, yeah. and, and for me, anytime I, I did a new course, you know, or if I, like I, I, I practice mediation as well and have a master's in, in mediation. And a lot of what you're talking about is that shared interest and, you know, humanizing how we see people and how we connect. And, you know, you're highlighting lots of things for me that, and this is what this podcast is all about, is shining a light on different ways to look at a challenge. And sometimes this is an opportunity here uh, as you were saying, for team coaching to be widespread, but also nuanced so it meets the needs of, you know, the people that are accessing this as a, as a resource. Um, so so what, how else is it beneficial to people then in, in your experience? Yeah, to, to get straight to it this time, we'll keep it nice and narrow and short. The mm. modern workplace requires people to see each other as they are, yeah. not as some packaged, pre-packaged, uh, thing that has been dropped off from Amazon or whatever yeah. factory, factory thing. We're not, we're not like that. Human beings are, are not mm. like that. And what we know, uh, me as a behavioral scientist, and I, I, I go to a, a place and sit and observe and watch people. It, you can't know what's going on if you're not in there and talk and actually talking to them and engaging with them. You can observe yeah. and make a, make a point. It's your view. It's your opinion. And mm. this is what 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 these lenses of looking at the world are saying is that in the modern workplace, we need to start from the basics of that, that phrase we spoke about earlier, positive due regard, and bring it to, to life and, and leave it, especially if you're managing other people and, and you're, you're responsible for their performance. From recruitment to onboarding to uh, right through accelerated development of people, you've got to believe that there's, there's, there's value and there's quality and there's uh, excellence, there's brilliance, there's greatness sitting within every individual. It's, it's just a matter of, in, on the puzzle of your workplace, are they the right piece for that sport? And if you know that, you can determine that and establish that and test it and, and make sure that that's correct and that person is in the right space then you will see their performance. It becomes magical, and I've done that. So Ubuntu helps us support people to be the best versions of themselves. 
And it's a much quicker way to do that. And I see that when it, when I do team coaching in organizations. Mm. And I, I see people that are, are able to, to have conversations that they would normally not have about yeah. who they are and where they need to be in the organization for mm. them to express themselves in their natural talents, natural gifts as fully as possible and give to the organization and not be constrained by contracts and KPIs and, and performance contracts that limit them to these only. You must only do this. And that's yeah. it. When you open it up and say, where, where can you add more value, greater value while you're still in this role? Because we need someone there. Mm. And there's, a, there's an interconnection and a network interfacing right across the system. It becomes magical. But most organizations previously, at least before lockdown and before working from home, were, yeah. that I know are very rigid and strict in terms of the organogram. The days of the organogram are long gone and people need to give up on that and let it go, let it die. Mourn if you must, but the organogram is dead. Now, it, we, we're talking about gig the gig culture of work, the workplace now. Yeah. So we need to look at that. So what Ubuntu does, it 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 equips managers and people, William, who work with other people to, to accept and start from that part. When you embody the very fact that everybody has greatness within them, regardless of who they are, and you start from that and you actually believe it, it's yeah. magical what happens with people. And this is what happened with Nelson Mandela. Uh, isn't that correct? Yeah. It's that whole philosophy that was yeah. the cornerstone of his political movement. Yeah, absolutely spot on. He, he lived it in the latter mm. stages of his life. Remember, he had to go through his own stages of, yeah. of development himself. He, he was a militant guy. He, was, he, he, he said yes to a militant approach to resolving the, the South African problem you want to call it that. Mm. And later on, he was a different person, how he looked at it. But that's the thing, that are we aware of our own uh, evolution, our own development? Human beings have a very short lifespan, William. If you live to 80, 90, 100, it's a good innings for anyone. And in different parts of the world, you're lucky to hit... 60. So in that time, what is the best thing you can do? And this is why coaching is a service profession. But yeah. in, service, in service of what, if it's not for the greater good? Mm. And it's really about awakening the greatness within, from a leadership perspective, uh, yeah. you know, from a team perspective, but also from a systems or organization perspective, it's it's realizing people's potential or awakening that greatness within. And I suppose within any um, awakening, there has to be certain disruption. And, and I'm really glad you pointed out that, that there has to be a certain bit of mourning going on when we go through these different changes. Yep. And and you're right. The, the, the thing is the awareness that there is need for a change. And we we... In a twisted way, we need to say thank you to COVID-19 for helping us accelerate what needed to happen very fast. Mm. It's a horrible, horrible virus that's rubbish. That's, that's really it, 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 a lot of havoc, caused a lot of havoc around the world. 
Mm. And in, in, a, in, a, in a way, we need to look at what are the opportunities in this and not waste the crisis of this, this pandemic. And one of the opportunities in it is for us to see each other differently. And what Ubuntu does is one vehicle we can use, one instrument we can use to accelerate us seeing each other as, human, as humanity right across, uh, right across this small uh, blue dot called our planet seeing each other and seeing ourselves uh, differently and, and really leaving those values that Mande Mandela's of this world and many others like him uh, lead to say we are one humanity. We need to stop this nonsense of differentiating each other based on some very uh, already scientifically proven superficial meaningless differences. And when we really connect to who we are, all of yeah. us, we we are, we want humanity. So, what questions? Like, if there's leaders listening in here to this podcast, what yeah. questions would you ask of them to ensure that they are, you know, living this Ubuntu um, philosophy? And hopefully, I've pronounced that correctly at this time. Yeah, you did. You did. Thank you so much. Uh, so, so wh what are what are the the kind of key questions that people really need to reflect on to make sure that they are, you know, challenging, you know, Nelson Mandela or other great leaders who adopt this philosophy. One of the first questions is ask yourself, uh, what makes you see the other person the way you see them? What informs that? Question that. I yeah. always say to some of my clients, uh, where is the skeptic in you? What killed it? What killed that curiosity? Children, for example, mm. know, know and connect to each human being as they are and as they show up. And we teach them to differentiate and to separate. We teach them that. Let's teach them differently. What stops you as a manager, as a leader, as a fellow human? What stops you from connecting to or with the other person? Be they different externally? What stops you from saying hello and connecting and seeking to know them as they are? There is enough evidence of this all over that when you connect authentically, other people respond accordingly. And you may when you connect, yeah, yeah, And when you connect from a point of judgment, you get you get exactly what you deserve. And it, the self-fulfilling prophecy goes on. So how about starting with something else and see what happens? It, it, for me, the, the, the key to answer your question is, uh, I ask other lead, I mean, leaders that I, I engage, that are listening here to say, where is your threshold for discomfort in human mm. relationship? Okay. Yeah. And, and for me, it's it's time, isn't it? It's, it's some people say, "Well, yeah. why should I do that?" Or I don't have the time. It's really about where you're placing value. So, why are yeah. you placing the value on the other person? You know, yeah. and you're like, "Well, the business got to run itself." You know, uh, and all of these different mantras that people might have that might be mm. unhelpful. You know, yeah. and I I often I often you know really delight when I hear people like you come onto the podcast with very much evidence-based proof that, you know, this works, 
you know, and oh, yeah. you know we have the research done. You, I know you do a lot of research yeah. Uh, yeah. as well. So it's really about taking the time to listen and to really focus on where the person is at. And I think it's that's you know checking your own assumptions. Well, why don't I do that anymore? Or you know your belief system as well, isn't it? So it, it's a, it's yeah. it's very much deep inside us to where we need to shine a light on. Is that correct? Yeah, it, it's, it's Alvin Toffler who says in 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 a very popular co- quotation, mm. the illiterate of the twenty first century will not be those that can read or write; it will be those who can't learn, unlearn, and relearn. That's Alvin Toffler's uh, quotation. A part of unlearning is knowing that what I used to do doesn't save me anymore, or I think it's, I can't remember who says that what got you here won't won't get you there. Yeah. So got to think about that, that as a leader, as a manager, as a, as, as a people development practitioner, for example, uh, I need to learn new ways that will help me become more effective in a, in a way that I'm not even sure of. The yeah. so-called VUCA world now of unpredictability and the, the very fact that it's uncertain what's going to happen. Mm. We don't know where, where, where we're going to be next year, this time. So if you're leading people, you've got to start believing in the value of people, the value that you may not even know exists or that you may not see demonstrated. It's that. And the power in that is that people show up when you show that you, you trust them or you believe them or you believe in their, in their value in that. You don't have to... All, people always talk about recognition of excellence and that. For me, that's after the fact. The first point of it is that you've got to believe first that there is excellence in everybody. And then when it shows up, recognize it, and then you'll see more of it. So leaders need to understand that. Very, very important that one of the greatest things, the biggest losses in many organizations, that's that's not measured, is people that are in the wrong spaces and are not giving their full value to it, but just doing the bare minimum and ticking a box and getting paid for it. So it's very important to, to know that there's more. Trust me, I mean, believe me, it's very important to run a business and let people know that they, they cannot be passengers uh, in the organization. I, mean, I, I hold people to account all the time. And you need to know what, but it's, the met, it's a matter of how you do it. H-O-W, how you show up, how you, you hold people to account. There's a way you do that that makes people want to show up even more. And, and that's building a rapport. Yes, that's one of the key things. But one of the things I wanted to say, William, is that leaders model how others show up. So be aware that you're on the spotlight if you're in charge of anything. And yes, business won't run itself, but you can run it down very quickly with how you show up. And you can raise the... The, the standards and raise and raise the profits together, also on how you show up. And if you show up with Ubuntu and believing in the greatness of the collective, the greater good, you will be surprised. Most times, leaders are surprised. This this stuff works. Yes, it does. It's yeah. called being yeah. human. Yeah, and not being a machine. And it's it's funny, like you know, the. The COVID crisis has really, for some teams, 
they've they've gotten further apart. I'm doing a lot of conflict um, management at the moment between teams and some mediations. And in other teams, it's allowed certain people to flourish, that hidden potential, people having real conversations. And because of that, people are having that moment to shine now where, you know, people are looking at people's hidden strengths or skills. Gosh, I didn't know you could do that. Well, I was, you never asked me or you never listened or whatever. And I think there's a lot about having real, you know, in-depth conversations going beyond their surface to really understand, okay, what is your potential? What are your dreams? What are your goals? How do I get the best out of you? And it's funny, I had a conversation only recently with a person and I was asking them, how do I hold you to account? You know, how do I hold you to a commitment? And this is the type of person, you know, that might miss a deadline, you know, and I know that they kind of, you know, apologetic and and sorry. And Mm -hmm. I said, I said to the person, I says, what was, what's the best way for me to hold you accountable? You know, I, I don't want to be like that teacher to admonish you or that authority figure. I'm a coach. I don't do that. And then the person turned around to me and said, you know what? If I commit something to that person and I feel like I'm letting them down because I really value the relationship, I'm not going to do it. So that's what you really need to remind me of. And then I asked the person for their words to use and they gave me permission what words to use. You know, so I do think there's a way of of getting that accountability to overcome these challenges of passengers on your team through those meaningful conversations in a very much a coach like because you're empowering the other person then to come up with the solutions. And that takes the pressure off you as a as a coach. You're you're tapping into that inner greatness or inner potential that we're talking about. Yeah. So, so for yourself, for yourself, what are your thoughts in terms of certain conversations that had those enlightening moments? Yeah. For me, it starts with, and like I said, the how. Yes, it's how how you do everything really. With that, it has something to do with other humans. Mm. Uh, is it needs to come from a point of first honoring the other with your being. Yeah. How do you do that? starts with just how you talk to other people or talk with other people not talking at them but speaking with it it it's a it's a dialogical process is these it's nancy klein in her book uh time to think talks about the thinking environment it's a beautiful book i'm not sure if your podcast allows to 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 profile other people's books but i I like it man is one of my uh very uh very good references around that. And what she talks about is what uh, the indigenous communities all over the world have been teaching about forever, that know that, that the thinking environment is not new. It's not from this alone. It's been there for time, since time immemorial. I was taught that before I could read, mm-hmm. that you need to allow others to be themselves. But you listen to others. When you're in a meeting... Listen first. Many people think that talking is what gives them the authority. Normally, your your ears won't get you into trouble as fast as your mouth will. Yeah. It's very important for people to learn to listen. And that's one way of leaders showing up, William. First by listening, engaging, asking questions, and not opinionating. 
opining, that's, that's not the right word, not giving an opinion on something, but first listening fully to everyone in the room, if it's a room or a virtual room, a Zoom room, whatever room you're in. Listen first, but understand that there is value in the room beyond your own understanding. Because your understanding as, as a leader, you may come into it, is limited, but more heads, more eyes, more ears, much better. But it's how you tap into that. And the world needs that. And this is what Ubuntu is about. It's about valuing everybody as they come into this space. So it's about that. And we miss that when we, when we relegate others to a, the hip of history of nothing from that, that we can expect from this team or this group or this organization or these people or that. We, we, we rob ourselves and humanity of the greatness that sits within those people because we put a label on them and said, not as valuable, according to who? And this is what we need to look at, that our, our standards of measuring what's good and what's bad are based, up on, a, are based on a very narrow take, a narrow perspective. Mm. And Ken Wilber talks about this in the, in the last uh, European integ in integral, European, integral European Conference or European Integral Conference in, I mean, earlier this year, spoke about that. I had the, the, the privilege of, of presenting in that, in that platform. And uh, when he gave the keynote address to that, it was the first virtual one, the European Integral Conference. Ken Wilber, who is the, one of the gurus of integral theory, integral thinking, said that. Yeah. That, that we've lost that part. We talk about uh, first person and second person and third person. We've lost the interconnection. In other words, we are reduced when we only look at what is called the measurement of things, that what's visible and tangible is scientifically all that's valid. No, it is not. We are limited in our understanding of, of what life is or what humanity is by our own understanding, or our own valuing of one way of looking at the world over another. Then we reduce it, we limit ourselves in that. This is why Ubuntu intelligence, Ubuntu coaching, Ubuntu team coaching is so important, William, going ahead. And mm. hopefully we'll make some time to talk specifically about that in, in another podcast in the future. This is very, very important. I'd love that, uh, Dewey, to have you again on the show. And for me, I'm glad you mentioned the work of Nancy Klein because I'm, I'm a big fan of her work. And she's a very different and maybe uncomfortable method as a coach is to ask the same question again and again and again. So tell me why that's important to you. And why else is that important to you? And why, you know, and again, in terms of this, this really moves the conversation to a deeper level, doesn't it? Because, yeah. you know, when, if you don't see the value in the team or if you're making assumptions or judgments against a person, you're not truly understanding what's driving their behavior or driving their thought patterns. So we're coming to the end of the podcast uh, now. And I'd like to offer you an opportunity here to maybe give some key takeaways or key reflection points for our listeners here. Um, so I'm going to go back to you now and, and give you that space to provide those insights. Thanks, Will. Thanks, William. Uh, one of the things I would like to, our listeners of, listeners of this podcast to take away with, I mean, to, with them is, is, is this. 
we do ourselves a disservice and humanity a disservice when we don't authentically, genuinely connect with mm. others that are different or that are perceived to be different from us. So I would like to invite everyone to step into a zone of discomfort in engaging with others and be more vulnerable in opening up to others that are different and see what happens. But your heart needs to be in the right place, not from a point of fear and not from a point of inferior or superior, but a point of we are connected. We may look different, but we're connected. And we are in service of the greater good, stronger together. And when we look at it like that, it becomes easier in that. Be curious about the other. When we are curious about others, it's easier for us to, to see them as they are, not as we define them. Very, very important. And then, yeah, uh, as a coach, people can find me. I think I check emails on uh, uh, Dumi at netactive.co.za or they can follow me on Twitter at, at, at Coach Dumi One, the number one or the digit, at Coach Dumi One. And I'm not as active on Instagram, but yeah, and I'm, I'm a little active on Facebook, but it, LinkedIn also, uh, Dumi Magalela. And I'm happy to connect and let's follow each other. Let's connect and know that the world needs human connection more now than ever before. Well, that is for sure. The world does need more uh, connection. And I'm so glad we connected today. Do uh, me, I had a, a wonderful time with you today. And uh, I like the jokes that we shared before the podcast. We talked about my experiences in South Africa. Um, and thank you so much for being on the podcast today. So listeners, thank you so much for listening in. That's all we have time for today. And I look forward to hearing stories of how you practice Ubuntu intelligence in your workplace. Thank you very much. That's it for this episode of the Workplace Podcast. My special thanks to this week's guest for a wonderful discussion. If you want to get in contact with a podcast about a workplace topic or a particular challenge that you're facing, contact me via Twitter at Different Paths. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn William Corless, C-O-R-L-E-S-S, or go to my website, www.yellowwood.ie. Yellowwood, your external learning and development partner. Provider executive coaching, facilitation, and training. Take a different path to success with your career, leadership, team, and organization.